Welcome to Growing in Grace with Pastor Victor Morrison. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas. We are praying that God will bless you as you listen to this message. If you would like additional information on worship times and ministries at FBC Columbus, you can find out more at our website, fbccolumbustx.org. And now, take your copy of God's Timeless Word as Pastor Victor gives today's message. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Victor Morrison. I'm so glad that you're uh, listening today. I pray that this will help you to continue to grow in grace. You know, uh, back in 1952, uh, President Truman said, you know, I think every year that we should pause as a nation to pray for our country. What a great idea. I know that uh, previous presidents from various years had said something similar, but they never really put it into an annual uh, tradition. But uh, from 1952, our nation has always had a National Day of Prayer. At first, President Truman said it on July the 4th, but perhaps it was so, I don't know, so filled with other things and celebrations, and uh, rightfully so. But when uh, President Reagan was in office, Uh, In 1988, he said, you know, I think we would be better if we moved it to the first Thursday of each May. And so the first Thursday of every May since 1988, our nation has uh, bowed our heads and uh, asked for God's uh, blessing upon our nation. I think it's a great idea. I think it's biblical. You know, 1 Timothy 2 uh, verses 1 to 2 says that we should be praying for our national leaders, asking God to guide them and protect them and help them and so forth. And so uh, what if God were to say to you, how do you want me to bless the nation? What would you say? Do you know where you would go? I have a thought. I was reading in my own quiet time through Psalm 72. It's the last Psalm in the second book, You know, I don't know if you realize, but from Psalm 42 to Psalm 72, those those that collection of Psalms is called book two. And so uh, all that was before was, of course, book one. All that will come after this Psalm, Psalm 72, uh, comprised what's known as book three. Uh, But I was wanting to share with you something from this one, because the only historical footnote that we're given is the inscription at the beginning of the psalm. Here's what it says, of Solomon, of Solomon. Now, some Bible scholars who understand the uh, language of Hebrew that it was written in originally say, actually, that could be written for Solomon. So the difference is, did Solomon write this or did someone write this on behalf of Solomon? You know, uh, some say Solomon would have written this when he first was starting his reign as king. Others say, no, look at the last verse of Psalm 72. Verse 20, where it ends, says the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. So some say, no, this was what David was praying for his son as his front son was about to take office. And so 
I thought, well, this thing is definitely designed to pray for national leadership. So that's why I think it would make a great place for us to go whenever we want to pray for our government, praying for our nation. So let me just jump in and start giving you some of the different uh, verses and some of the prayer, I feel like, prayer directives, prayer ideas, uh, prayer requests that we could lift up together uh, for the United States. Or if you're not from the United States, hey, this doesn't have our name on it. It has all of God's people on there, so you can pray it for your nation. But why don't we look at it together? When I read the first two verses, I thought, now that's a good prayer request that we could pray for our nation, not only on the National Day of Prayer, but on any day. Pray for a government that will judge with biblical justice. With biblical justice. Listen to these two verses, the first two And listen for the word justice in there. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Don't you like that? You see, the request is that God would give the king, the national leader, his kind of justice. Wow. It makes it clear in verse 2 that biblical justice is based upon moral uprightness. He says, give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness. So biblical justice includes this whole element of righteousness, of praying and doing what is right. And it also goes on to say that we should definitely pray that those in authority would be unbiased is in the implementation of their justice. You know, Micah 6, 8 says that all of us, every single person should seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Well, that's the first prayer request. But if you were to add verse 3, something is mentioned way more than just the word justice. I think we could also pray for righteousness. So here's the second prayer request. Why don't we pray for a government with standards based upon moral righteousness? Listen again. And this time, I want you to listen for the word righteousness. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. Verse 2. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. Three times, right? Well, if you count verse 7, four times in this brief prayer of Psalm 72, David or Solomon, whichever one it was, they were praying, God, we need to make our standards based on your righteousness. He said, in his days, may the righteous flourish and may peace abound till the moon be no more. Wow, love that. So I would say that a second directive would be to pray that we would always base our standards on virtue, not vice, on what is right in God's eyes, not on rights, plural. That we would also say, oh Lord, help us to do what is ethical, not what is ethnic. 
to, to value integrity even above equality, to have morality as what we're praying for. So let's pray that we have a government that will respect um, the standards that are written in God's holy word. But the third prayer request moves on verses 2 and 4 and verses 12 through 14 to tell us that we should also pray for a government that cherishes relational values, cherishes relational value. You know, there's a, there's a phrase that we say in the United States called national treasures. It's people. You know, people are the national treasures of any nation. And that's why I noticed how people are mentioned like in verse two, and you're poor with justice. You know, the poor are mentioned again in verse four. I haven't read that verse. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people. Give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. You see the idea? The poor, the children, the needy. Verse 13 brings in something else. Let me bring verse 12 into the equation as along with verse 14. For he delivers the needy when he calls the poor in him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Do you see the idea? What do I mean by a nation or a government that would cherish um, these relational values? What I'm referring to is a, a respect for human life, a, a, a very deep-held regard for um, just for people, for people. You know, everybody, no matter who they are, they're human beings made in God's image, and we should treat them with respect and honor and dignity. You know, I was moving on from there to a fourth prayer request, and that is to pray for a government that also is uh, leading with financial responsibility. Pray for a government that is leading or will lead with financial responsibility. He says in verse three, let the mountains bear prosperity for whom? For the government? No, not just the government. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people. So pray that leaders and government leaders would make decisions that make it possible for all of the people in the nation to earn a living, to make, to have jobs and to work hard and to make money. Verses 15 and 16 would even include perhaps, I don't know, international trade and commerce. And uh, verse 16 would include maybe our natural resources and the fruitfulness that could come from them. Let me read those two verses. Verse 15 and 16 says, Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May, may there be abundance of grain in the land, on the tops of the mountains. May it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. See, I think that's a legitimate thing to pray that the, the government would lead a country in the direction of financial responsibility, 
so that they would not overspend, that they would make wise decisions that would allow that country to, uh, to prosper so that all the people would be able to provide for their families. I think a fifth thing would be to pray for a government that will protect from internal or external aggressors. You know, when I read verses four and five, I couldn't help but think about defense and deliverance from oppression. And then when I read verse five, I thought about safety and security from aggressors. Let me read those two verses. It says, uh, may he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures as long as the moon throughout all generations. Wow. How about that? I think the idea there is this protection that the government, you know, Romans 13 verses one through seven clearly says that's one of the roles of government is to protect from those that would want to oppress or those who are aggressors, that God would use that government to protect the people of that nation. I think it's a very important thing to pray that God would guide our government to protect us from any internal or external aggressors. I think a sixth thing going on to verses six and seven would be to pray for a government that strengthens, that strengthens national stability and security. It's very similar to what I was just referring to, but I love the the rich metaphors that are used in verses six and seven. They, they make me think not of a harsh government, not of one that is uh, destabilizing, not, not of one that is detrimental, but of one that is beneficial. Listen to the way it's described whenever it talks about verse six. May he be like rain. This is talking about the national leader. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. Can you... Can you just hear a gentle rain falling down and that rain provides for the growth? I thought that was such an interesting uh, metaphor to use, but I feel like it would be strengthening our stability as a nation. And then verse seven, of course, referring to security in his days, may the righteous flourish and peace abound till the moon be no more. Peace abound. Wow. I love that. I thought that was a great way of describing uh, a good government that's going to be protecting and watching over the people, making sure that uh, they're facilitating both righteousness, but also peace. Well, there's a seventh thing. There's only nine, so don't worry, I'm almost finished. Let me give you a seventh one. Pray for a government, a government that earns international respect You know, Isaac Watt was uh, looking at this uh, passage of Scripture right here in Psalm 72, and it inspired him to write a hymn. He wrote this song, Jesus Shall Reign. And listen to what he says. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun does its successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moons shall wax and wane no more. Wow, I love the way he puts that. 
But the whole idea is found in verses 8 through 11. Let me read those verses. I haven't read those yet. Listen to this. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts and may all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. This is where I think we're looking beyond any one nation. No matter what nation you're from, no matter what nation I'm from, I think the the greatest calling that a nation could rise to answer would be the call to exalt Jesus Christ, the call to share the gospel message with the nations, with the other tribes, with the other people groups. And so I think that's how we could earn the respect by dispatching the gospel, by making it where Christ's dominion, where his rule over individual hearts and lives would begin to spread all around the world, where earning the respect would also come from defending against evil to say, if there's some evil person that is trying to accomplish evil goals, only then would we go to, uh, to battle and to defend, not to go and take away someone's country, something like that, but also earning the respect by displaying Christ-like service. You know, he says, uh, may all kings fall down before him, all nations serve him. You know, just the other day, we had a podcast where we interviewed uh, two that were from our church and our community that had gone out to Niger to try and serve, to do agricultural projects, to do a training center where they were trying to train women so that they could provide for their families. You see, there's a lot of ministries that are Christian ministries that go around the world, and maybe it's a medical clinic or perhaps something with agriculture. Uh, There's so many different ways that uh, people help whenever they are deployed overseas for the gospel, I mean. And so I just thought, wouldn't it be great if we earn international respect by serving, by sharing the gospel, by making sure that we're defending that which is good and right and holy and wholesome. There's an eighth uh, prayer request that I also saw, and that is to pray for a government that uh, seeks spiritual blessing. To not say, oh, don't ever talk about praying. Don't ever talk about God or Jesus or the Bible. Well, that's definitely not what we found find here in God's word. It says, long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. That's verse 15. Listen to uh, verse 17. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Once again, we would be talking about Christ, wouldn't we? And verse 20, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Did you see how often prayers were mentioned? How often blessings, how often that word was mentioned? Wow, I think that's a really significant thing in terms of any nation around the world. To pray for your nation, that it would be a nation that actually seeks God's blessing. 
that would pray and humble themselves, seeking him and his will, praying for his kingdom to come. And so I thought that would be a great way to pray. And of course, one last one would be the ninth prayer directive from verses 18 and 19, to pray for a government focused on eternal glory for the Lord, eternal glory for God, praying that the Lord would be thanked for his wondrous deeds and exalted for his character, praised for his glory. Listen to these two verses, verses 18 and 19. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Wow, those are great words, aren't they? What a great calling to say, Lord, I pray that our nation would be about more than just material things, more than just pleasure, that we would be a nation that's focused on bringing glory and honor to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That would be awesome. I think that would be a great way to pray for any nation, for our nation or any nation. And I, I couldn't help but remember what I read happened one time at the National Association of Evangelicals. Uh, they were gathered together having a great meeting. And uh, then President uh, Ronald Reagan gave a rousing speech and everyone was so excited and cheering wildly and saying, yay, you know, that's great. And so what a wonderful thing. But uh, Chuck Colson, who's now in glory with the Lord, came and maybe tongue in cheek, maybe he was just kind of playfully reminding all that were in that room. And what he said was this, when all the cheering calmed down and he took the microphone, he said, you know, aren't you glad the kingdom of God does not arrive on Air Force One? <laughs> I couldn't help but get a chuckle out of that. And I thought, yes, that's right. You know, the Lord's kingdom, it's so much greater than just the United States. It's so much greater than any one country around the world. Hey, the Lord wants all the nations to bring him the honor, to serve him, to even work together to see great things happen. Hey, I've really enjoyed going on mission trips to Ethiopia, uh, to Nicaragua, to Japan, to Bangladesh, to different countries around the world. And it's just, a, it's an amazing thing whenever you didn't grow up with these people and yet you get with them and the Lord pours love in your heart for them. And suddenly it's like you begin to realize what really life is all about. It's all about exalting Christ. It's all about living for him. It's all about sharing the, the gospel and making disciples of all the nations, of all the peoples. And so wherever you are, friend, I want you to know God has a great plan for you and for your nation. You can pray for your nation. You can use a passage like this and lift them up, or you could use another one. But I just really pray that God would help all of us to use the time that we have, just like Esther. You know, Esther, the Lord told her, you have come to your significant position. She was the queen of Persia. You've come to your throne right now for such a time as this. I believe that God's timed your life, my friend. God has you exactly where he wants you. And so for you to pray for your nation, for you to be a part, uh, 
of saying, Lord, help me to point other people toward the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no better way uh, that you could spend your life than doing that. So why don't we close by just praying, since I'm in America, I'm going to pray for America, but you could change the name out. You could pray for uh, your nation. But I'm going to pray because we're coming up on the National Day of Prayer. If you happen to be in the Columbus, Texas area, then why not join us? We're going to gather on the lawn of the Colorado County uh, Courthouse uh, on May the 4th at 12 o'clock at uh, noon. And we're just going to pray for our country that God would guide and bless and provide and protect and all of these wonderful things that we saw across the length and the breadth of Psalm 72. Well, let me lead us in a prayer. And if you're here in the United States or if you have a, a warm feeling toward us, then would you join me in praying for the United States? Or like I said, you could pray for wherever you are. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, we do want to pause and pray Lord, I thank you for leaving this great psalm right here in the Word of God. So we just want to use it as a guide, praying that our nation might be known as a nation that upholds biblical justice, praying that our nation would be a nation that bases all of her standards on the moral righteousness that is revealed in the Word of God, praying that also you would help our nation to always be a nation that cherishes relational values, that we would care about the poor, that we would care about the children, whether they're still in the womb or whether they're born, that we would care about the needy and the weak, that we might be a place with a compassionate heart. We also pray that our nation would lead in the direction of financial responsibility, that we would be a place where people could come and make a living. They could work hard and earn money, take care of their families, and also use their blessings to share the gospel around the world. We pray also that you would protect us. Uh, we know that the Bible is true. The Bible's real. It's written in real time, and it definitely addresses those that are bullies, those that want to kill and steal and destroy. And so we pray for your protection from uh, internal and external oppressors that you would protect us from terrorists and those who'd want to harm us. We pray also that you would help our government to always strengthen national stability and security, to be beneficial and never detrimental. We pray that, Lord, you would help our government to earn an international respect, that around the world we might be known as a place that told them about a God of love, that showed them what love is like, when it's in action, when it's serving, that we would always defend those that are doing the right things and, and uh, stand against any evil and harm and danger and those kinds of things. That, Lord, you would help our government also to seek spiritual blessing because, Lord, there's things that we can't solve as human beings, and that's why we humble ourselves and we pray and we ask for your blessing. Lord, I pray that you would help our nation to live for glory that goes beyond ourselves, to live for the glory of the Lord God, the Almighty, to live for the glory of his Son. Lord, may we be passionate for the eternal glory of God, to know that all of the material things in life, those things can rust, those things can be moth-eaten, those things can one day uh, be gone. But the one thing that will remain 
is your kingdom and your word. So thank you so much, Lord, for the blessings we have uh, in the United States. So help us, O Lord, to be good stewards with those blessings and to use those to spread the kingdom of God around the world. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I'm so glad you were listening today. Uh, Just want to remind you, God's throne is a throne of grace. So why don't you keep going to his throne of grace and pray for whatever things you're facing in your life. God bless you. Bye. This is a ministry of First Baptist Church located at 1700 Milam Street, Columbus, Texas.